Welcome to DesignCast. Jason Reagan will guide you through the MYP design course like a pro. Stay tuned. My name is Jason Reagan. I'm a graduate from the University of Georgia in technology education. I've been teaching for nearly 20 years in the U.S., a year in Bermuda, and over 10 years of teaching in China. Most of my experience has been in IB schools, which is International Baccalaureate. I've been teaching MYP, which is Middle Years Program, and DP, which is Diploma Program, mostly in the field of design or design technology. My main area of focus has been materials design. However, I do have a fair bit of digital design experience as well. I'm an IB Educator Network member, which means I've done workshops as well as school visits, consultancies, and so on. And I've had over 70 IB events that I've been part of in over 10 countries. I'm really excited to be sharing my experiences with you, and I hope that you will enjoy what I have to share. I'm excited to have two very experienced guests with me today. Jesse Donnelly is originally from Australia. He studied at Charles Sturt University in Wagga Wagga, Australia. He's taught in Australia, Peru, and China, teaching all kinds of different subjects. However, his main area of expertise would be in food and product design. He's an IB Educator Network member, so he's done workshops throughout Asia Pacific, as well as consulting schools going through the authorization process to become IB schools. Our second guest is Dave McMahon, originally from Ireland, studying at the University of Limerick. He's taught in Ireland, England, and China, and his main area of expertise is going to be materials design, where he's had a lot of experience working with students at various grade levels to build and produce various products, both of which have a large amount of IB experience, especially in middle years program or MYP design, and I'm really happy to have them joining us here on DesignCast. I have worked with Jesse and David for the past few years at the Suzhou Singapore International School. Suzhou, China is located about an hour west of Shanghai. We have a staff of seven teachers, and we teach computer design, materials design, graphics design, and food design. We teach students grades 6 through 10, or MYP 1 through 5, and we offer lots of options for students to have exposure to both the product design and the digital design sides of MYP design. We hope that you'll find our conversation useful. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Design Cast, Episode 1. The reason we're doing this is we want to have people understand a little bit more about the MYP design course. And so I think what we'll do is talk a little bit about what the requirements of that particular course are first and then go into some questions because I've had several sets of questions over the past few months as I prepare for talking through this. So as you probably already know, you have to have at least 50 hours of, of teaching time for the subject year area and each year the program. And that comes directly from the principles in the practice and in, from the subject design guide. Jesse, could you tell us a little bit about how we meet the 50 hours? So at SSIS, we have five periods fortnight for six and seven, an A and B week. And then nine and 10, they have two periods a, a week. 65 minutes each session. Okay. Um, Designs compulsory for all of the MYP, and it's a year-long course, so they, okay. they make that 
IB requirement delete. And part of those requirements is that you have to address each of the strands of the criteria twice within a year. And so I assume that we're able to do that with those, those times that you described to me. Yeah, we go through, we, um, we run semester-long units where we have a sort of formative submission of each criteria as we go through mm. where students receive their feedback and then they can continue to work on that and then they submit their design folder at the end of the, end of the unit. So by the end of the year, we've had each of the mm. four criteria assessed four times. Okay. Moving on, just a few other things that are minimum requirements for the MYP, and that is in order to complete two to three design projects in year five that allow students to meet the objectives of the course, each project should be allocated for at least 15 to 20 hours. So these are for students who want to pursue the MYP certificate along with the e-portfolio. And we'll talk about e-assessment in a later episode, and we'll have lots of questions about that. Finally, teachers are meant to clarify the expectations for each summative task with a direct reference to the assessment criteria. So, in other words, creating task-specific clarifications. So, I'm going to refer to my resident expert in task-specific clarifications, Jesse. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about what task-specific clarifications are? I guess it's where we take the, the criteria and, and put it into some context for the students based on the project into language that they understand. So it's quite structured and, and guided and prescribed for the grade six, the M1s, um, and as they move through the, the program, that structure and support is, mm. is removed up to when they're in MYP5, they're, just, they're able to, to go straight off the criteria. Mm. They don't need the task-specific clarification as such. So you think of it as like a scaffold or? Yeah, a scaffold that's there. So they're, they're familiar with what the, the task-specific clarifications alongside the criteria so they can make that comparison so mm. they can see when they need to justify something, what that then looks like. Right. So as those supports are removed, mm. they're already aware of what they need to do right. to be able to generate design ideas mm. and okay. planning drawings. Absolutely. You and want in, to add something in, there, uh, David? In year five, then, are they not supposed to have task-specific clarifications? Are they supposed to work just from the criteria, or what? Well, <clears throat> technically, they're supposed to work directly from the published subject criteria for year five. So that would be grade 10 in, mo in most schools. I would say it's, it's required, if you're doing the e-assessment, e-portfolio, that you only give them the, the, the public's subject um, subject guide criteria and um, it's important that you there's the the modified criteria as well for mm. year one and, and three that's right and schools can then make that judgment for mm. years two and four mm. as to which criteria sure. they use absolutely and I think that's somewhere that uh, we didn't have that before uh, we had to do that as 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 teachers in the past when it was the MYP technology subject guide we actually had to do those internal objectives ourselves, so it was really nice to have that published in the subject guide this time around where there was a, a leveling of those command terms and those expectations from students. Again, it's still up to those various teachers and departments to develop what they expect from certain strands. So we'll get into the strands in a different episode, but I think that just keeping that in mind when you're planning. 
I've had a lot of questions over the last few months as we prepare for talking through these things. And some of those questions I'd like to address now, and I want to have you guys tell me what you think. You know, students are interested in just creating products. They just want to make and do. Documentation is not fun, necessarily. We can make it fun, but I, I think the question here is, is there a way to reduce the documentation that you need in order to measure what those strands, if, if you've met the strands or not? One way I like to reduce documentation is by having students um, record as they go along, so they're not trying to think back at the end of the project, at the end of their making stage of what they did. Mm. Um, the challenge is when you have to send away documents for moderation, you can't include a video in a PDF document or something like that as a way of documenting. Right. But right. Um, it's keeping kids interesting, interested in actually recording their mm. process and their cycle. And when you're saying moderation, I believe you're talking about the e-portfolio for the e-assessment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's something just to remind, you know, sometimes people interchange those terms and that they're, the, they're in essence, similar processes, except they're just called something different now. Yeah, I, I totally agree, David. That's, that's completely right. And then, Jesse, I have a question for you. How can we balance skills teaching for uh, with the assessment? Because there's so many, there's 16 strands to be assessed in a, in a full design cycle. How do we balance teaching skills? Because in design, skills are a big part of that. How do we balance that with all this assessment that we have to do? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good question, Jason. Um, and that's something that I think will vary from school to school based on the, the time, the contact time that kids have in design. The way we're set up here, where we have the semester-long units, we've got that ability. We've got time to be able to just have standalone mm. sessions where we focus on on particular skills, mm. um, whether it's knife skills in food technology, or if it's using mm. particular equipment in the materials room, learning certain elements of a of a program in computer. It's hard because people do think of design mm. as a practical mm. subject which mm. which we want it to be but when mm. only one sixteenth right. of the assessment <clears throat> relates to those skills it's it's hard and when your mm. school's telling you what you need to get right. done absolutely and to try and fit it in yeah. so we're taking the approach next year where we're having sort of skill sessions for the kids that to to open up opportunities mm. for them on equipment to use right. for their, their products. So that's sort of an optional. So if kids want to be using the computer. Hmm. The casting system. The casting. Hmm. Then they have. Yeah. I, I know what you're trying to say is that, y you know, you can have times when you focus on 3D printing or on the laser engraver or on the um, cooking. I mean, you know, you've got to have time to do these things. And especially in like a food or some sort of thing where things can spoil, of course, that's hard because you can't just work in 65 minutes and then just leave a mix out or something like that. You don't want things to spoil. You're looking at you yeah. know, raw ingredients and things like that. So. And the kids enjoy the create stage, and that's why they they do like food. They see an instant product, mm. but they also get frustrated with that because yeah. you you don't so have the time on Yeah, on so much planning and very little time, absolutely. And it is a struggle. I will have to admit that that this is a this is probably the number one question that when I engage in workshops or go on school visits, this is probably the number one question 
that I see is how do we balance out the skills teaching with, you know, with, with the requirements of the program. And it's a really tight uh, rope that we have to walk. And uh, I would say, you know, it does come down to schools finding a balance there of how they're going to teach the skills, that vertical articulation being in place to say, what are those essential skills that we have to teach? And again, you're right, it's not a practical subject in the sense that traditionally it has been in other types of national curriculums and things. So it's something to, it's going to be, it's hard to balance that. It really is, especially with the, the academic requirements of the program as well, wanting it to to keep that rigor at a certain level. So I think that's just about all the questions uh, that we have time for this this time. Come, moving forward, we have lots of really excellent episodes. We've invited Dave Gilbert, who is the uh, moderator on the OCC Design Forum for MYP, who's been doing that for many, many years. We're going to have him on the show, as well as some other special surprise guests. But we really appreciate your feedback, and we hope to hear from you guys This is the IBE World Service. Oh, my This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.